My name is Sandhya Jayaseelan. So I go by Sandy because I live in the US. I work in the US. Um, so it's easier for people to pronounce. I'm originally from Chennai, um, South India. Um, did my schooling there. Did my bachelor's in um, an university engineer, obviously, <laughs> like majority. Um, and uh, um, I came to the US, did my master's in mechanical engineering. I went vegetarian in India. I grew up as a meat eater, but then became vegetarian in India, but uh, I went vegan in the U.S. So um, after I went vegan in the U.S., which has been like around seven years now, um, still didn't feel enough. So I went into activism and uh, um, I identify myself, although I'm an engineer by profession, I'm an animal rights activist by passion. So I live in Indiana, the state of Indiana in the U.S., and uh, I'm involved in activism apart from my full-time job as an engineer. There's two incidents that um, first incident was uh, what prompted me to go vegetarian. Uh, that was back in India. I was in Chennai. Um, I was stuck in traffic behind a poultry truck. Um, and uh, I could see like chickens with with their like feathers falling off in such terrible shape, um, just helplessly rolling around, um, almost lifeless in the uh, cages, in the battery cages in the poultry truck. And I was a hardcore meat eater, as most would say. That was like a moment of realization where I was actually facing my victims. Um, and I felt like the only reason why those birds are there with their wings caught in between the cages and just bleeding is because I put them there. My money put them there. And I felt so terrible about myself. And I used to volunteer uh, a little bit with Blue Cross, like take a bag of dog food, cat food, and just drive over in my scooty. I felt like the hypocrite of the century while I'm like loving some species. And then here I am paying for some other species just because I want to taste their flesh. It felt so bad. And I went vegetarian because I felt like dairy industry didn't seem to be too bad. I wasn't educated enough on that. So the first moment in Chennai was the poultry truck incident, which made me go vegetarian. Um, and then I came to the US and uh, for some reason, I didn't connect the dots with dairy and eggs. I even connected a dot with silk. In India, I stopped wearing uh, even saris. I went for artificial silk, um, which obviously didn't abuse uh, silkworms but never made the connection with uh, dairy and eggs because apparent, I, I, I believe I didn't think they were abusive because the animals didn't die necessarily. But here, when I came to the US, my second um, life moment that prompted me to go vegan was uh, when the uh, Jellicutter re-legalization happened. And um, there was this clash of two strongly opinionated groups that say, um, if you truly uh, want to protect your culture, you have to support Jalikata. And there's other group that's like, these animals are bullied. You don't need this to glorify your culture. Your culture can thrive because of the goodness to it. Jalikata is basically an event, um, a traditional event that's been happening for 
um, years and years in uh, South India and many parts of South India. So the event basically involves terrorizing and uh, agitating an animal who doesn't know where to go and how to escape that traumatic situation and is forced to run amidst a crowd or a mob of people who want to tame the animal who was basically agitated in the first place. If you see a cow or a bull, they, they, are, they are very docile and peaceful animals in nature. They are uh, prey animals. They fear predators. And to pounce on them, to tug at their tail, and it's a highly unregulated um, sport, as they call it. There's like so many inhumane ways to trigger them and to make them uh, run among the crowds like rubbing chili or tugging the tail. And there is no humane way to run that event. And there is no necessity as well. Some people used to justify, oh, that's to selectively breed bulls to get better quality milk. Well, milk isn't necessary in the first place. Cow's milk is for their baby. So that's a moot point regardless. So to justify violence with anything it didn't make sense. And and I've always, grew, growing up as a kid, I was always against Jalikata. And um, the incident where they, I would say, re-legalized it or uh, passed the ordinance which allowed Jalikata as an exception to the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals Act, that happened. Um, and I was in tears. I was a mess. And I spoke to my friend in Chennai, GP Aishwarya. She's a vegan um, as well. And I used to, you need, you know, we need like a venting system, right? I used to call her and I used to cry to her, why is this like this? Oh, I feel so bad for the animals. And she did not sugarcoat it. She said, well, Sandhya, are you consuming dairy and eggs? And I was like, yeah, but I just have organic milk, cage-free eggs. And then she was like, well, that's part of the problem. There's no right way to do, do the wrong thing. And uh, part of the reason why they uh, protect Jalikat is to preserve the quality of uh, milk, although we know that's that's there's not a lot of merit to it. And that was like a life moment when a vegan held me accountable, pointed out my hypocrisy, did not sugarcoat it. She gave it to me straight and said, if you don't like the cruelty, then you need to make sure you're not part of the problem, right? And then I forced myself to uh, go to YouTube, just look up dairy cruelty and saw how cruel this industry is. It's sustained um, torture and death. So in my mind, that broke my... Um, programming, years of programming that, oh, calves get their milk and then we get the rest of the excess milk. All of that programming, it I, I broke out of it because of that one event. And I decided I never want, I no longer wanted to be a hypocrite. And uh, the I remember looking at my plate of curd rice and I felt like, damn, this is milk that a calf should have drank. A mother who you know, who made this for her baby. And here I am just hogging on it. Absolutely unnecessary luxury food. And that made me go vegan. I um, think it was around like seven years back. Um, but that was my turning point as well. I was heavily brainwashed by, oh, um, organic is good. Uh, humane is good. Local free range is good. That was the major um 
threat to the vegan movement is just coddling people's uh, guilt and saying, hey, there is a better way to do the wrong thing. And I was stuck in that. That's why now as an activist, it really shaped the way I do activism. I do abolitionist activism. I don't ask people to reduce, go baby steps. I, I say this is the injustice that's happening. You're either part of it or you're against it. So there's no middle ground. It's not like I... I, I would do this like five days a week and two days I can um, cheat on it. There's no uh, plan B if you want to be against an injustice. So that's the way I became vegan. And I, um, after going vegan, it's uh, and being Indian, it's very easy to veganize most of the recipes. So it didn't feel like a huge stretch. And at that point, I wasn't like craving meat, cheese, eggs or anything at that point. It was just I felt such a huge relief that my plate didn't look gory and I could actually feel good about what I was eating. So I felt that was veganism, apart from being good for the animals, I could feel better as a person that I was one less person hurting the animals. So that's the story of how I went vegan. So after I went vegan, like I felt, like I said, I felt good about what I was putting into my body. And of course, like um, not just stopping with the diet, but um, not supporting circuses that have animals, rodeos, zoos, aquariums um, and animal tested products. So it's like such a good learning that we actually um, scrutinize everything that's been built as part of our lifestyle. Um didn't feel enough because it's like every single day millions of animals are slaughtered um, for meat, dairy, egg industry, the food industry um, and uh, abused right now as we speak. There's animals trapped inside dairy farms, fur farms, and it just didn't feel that I was doing enough. Like, okay, I'm one less person hurting animals, but the awareness shouldn't just stop with me and I need to light the candle just like how my vegan friend Aishwarya, she helped me, held me accountable. I felt like so many people who were completely unaware of what we are, uh, how we are, how our actions are hurting animals. So I felt that that awareness shouldn't stop with us and it has to keep spreading. And for me, obviously the common guilt for across uh, the board for vegans is I wish I went vegan sooner. Right. So for me, I think I was around 27 when I went vegan and I was like, at least the next 27 years, I have to be in at 27 years. I have abused animals, killed them, paid for their rape, murder. And now from now on, at least 27 years, I'm going to, you know, fight for their rights, activism. And of course, 27 and beyond, because until the day I die, I really want to be a voice that can't be ignored and something that the animals and hopefully we will get to animal liberation sooner than that. Um, but like I said, I didn't feel that I, it was enough just being vegan. So um, I started to get active in ways that were comfortable for me initially. I look for local animal rights groups uh, in my area, um, join local vegan groups and seeing what's happening um, I saw a puppy mill protest that was scheduled um, like 40 minutes from my house. And I was like, you know what? 
I think I need to be there. Every person holding a sign there is adding more awareness to the cause. So that was my first activism, um, holding a sign outside of a, a store that was selling uh, dogs and cats. And um, it just grew from there. Um, I have, uh, so five, seven years being vegan, and I would say five years uh, being a vegan activist. Um, and Apart from the puppy mill protest, I've protested circuses, rodeos, um, and we do a regular uh, monthly event called Cube of Truth. Um, I'm a chapter organizer for Anonymous for the Voiceless. So um, I co-organize uh, for the Evansville, Indiana chapter, which, where, which is where I live. And I also am the lead organizer for two other chapters in the, in the same state. Um, so I love that form of activism, Cube of Truth, uh, and we do that like monthly basis, at least one per month um, in a crowded place. Uh, the basic crux of the activism is we uh, hold a screen showing footage from the documentary Dominion. Um, it includes meat, dairy, eggs, animal testing, fur, etc., all the facets of animal cruelty. And um, we let people watch it. And if people choose to stop, and if it bothers them enough, and we we ask them if they would like to learn more about what they're seeing, and then if they say yes, if they choose to be there, then we start the conversation with them. So we do that, and it's uh, I love that form of activism because we are actually showing the victims. There's no argument, there's no debating there, but it's just here are the victims that these industries are choosing to hide from you, but you need to see them, um, and then we ask them questions like Socratic questioning, like if, are you against animal cruelty? And everybody would say, of course I am against animal cruelty. And then do you think it's possible to be against animal cruelty while you consume meat, dairy, eggs, etc.?" And then they start questioning themselves. And those questions eventually lead them to identifying their own hypocrisy or seeing, am I truly against animal cruelty or do I, uh, am I missing something? And that really makes people make the connection and go vegan. So that's a prime form of activism that we do, um, Cube of Truth. It, honestly, if I don't do activism, I feel like I'm wronging the animals to a part. It's like we, us as vegans, we see so much cruelty around us. Um, and we, apart from needing a support system, we get frustration, the pent up anger, aggression, the feeling of helplessness. All of those activism gave me a healthy channel to constructively um, put all those emotions into work. So activism in a way was or continues to be therapeutic to me because um, obviously it's benefiting the animals directly. But also I feel like that's my purpose in life um, to help those who are absolutely not able to help themselves um, and their voices are absolutely ignored in our society. In the city that I live right now, every year they have a circus where they bring in um, elephants, seven elderly female Asian elephants. It happened last month as well. Um, and it's unbelievable. There are so many developing countries that have already banned the use of wild animals and circuses. And here I am in the United States where tigers, bears, elephants, they're just paraded from state to state in trailers. Some states have a ban, but not all of them. So in our city, uh, since 2021 September, 
we i felt like okay we are protesting the circus every year but it's not enough and we started approaching the uh, city council members and saying hey you need to enact a ban um so we have spoken to multiple people who have finally expressed interest in passing a ban so that's legislative work as well so i feel there's so many forms of activism and we have to engage in anything that we are comfortable with and not lose an opportunity to speak for the animals so legislative action could be like emailing your mayor or your council members talking to people the elected officials um and even writing letters to the editor which reaches a lot of people um and uh, um there's people like what the form of activism that i do with cube of truth is um um kind of confronting people with the uh, images of their victims so there's a lot of forms of activism and it's possible to do it at the fingertips right now so i think for vegans there is really no excuse to not engage in any form of activism comfortable to them i think it's uh, just like a veganism is a moral baseline i think speaking up about animal cruelty is also a moral baseline and the form of activism is up to them for this they can play to their strengths but something has to be done is the baseline i organized a circus protest here and um um i came in here with signs and it was a rainy day um so it was not a lot of people there but i was still wanting to hold the sign and educate even if one family even if one child reads my sign and feels like okay those animals are not happy inside that's a victory for me so i was like still fervent and i was walking towards a protest location and i saw a guy um standing there uh, in the rain as well wanting to protest so that's my current boyfriend of 4 years brian so that's i think um and he's also a, incidentally he's also an organizer for anonymous for the voiceless so that's like my greatest find in activism is that i found my current partner um through activism as well um and we started talking and uh, how what made us go vegan and he went he was an overnight vegan he watched a documentary um earthlings and just overnight he went vegan um so we share a lot of passions and it really is so empowering to be with a vegan partner because you can cry you can vent there's so many things that we can actually rely on each other on so um i like doing activism with him and there's when things get so hopeless I, we can even cry to each other so that's my biggest find in activism and um another cherished memory that i have with um some activism is that my dad went vegan after i went vegan he lives in um chennai too um and we do cubes of truth uh, together and he has also come to circus protest with me so doing activism with my partner and my dad side by side it makes me so like feel very blessed uh, to do activism with the uh, people that i share um uh, my like common values with so that's something very warm of course there's also the downside um there's activism where people have uh, obviously like flipping the bird they would show us that that's common and all, i'm so numb to it by now it doesn't even bother me but um, having beer cans thrown at us um having drinks thrown at us it's like how childish can you be that people speaking up 
for animal rights triggers you so much so at this point it doesn't it used to like make me feel like how could people be so cruel but now i'm like yeah if they can abuse animals i'm not going to expect some civilized behavior to humans here either so um there's always um every activism is kind of an adventure in itself so that's kind of some painful memories i'm not going to get my let my emotions come um into a place because i am not the victim here the victims are the animals i'm just the messenger so i think every activism made my skin thicker and thicker um to how much of a stronger advocate i need to be for the animals and how i cannot let my emotions uh, get the best of me veganism is the only movement that the animals have for themselves this movement is not about human health it's not about the environment it's not about um um anything that concerns um um humans and our surroundings it's really about the animals their suffering and how they deserve liberation just as much as we do so um my request is obviously if you're not vegan yet face your victims i was in denial for so long just don't make the mistake that most of us did every vegan would say i wish i went vegan sooner just just be curious enough to say okay let me look into what my local humane um all that grass fed cage free all that crap let me really see if that's humane enough and if it's humane enough would i send my dog or cat to a slaughterhouse absolutely not so if it's not humane for you or your um you know your companion animals then it's not humane so um that's how you gauge what humane is don't let anybody define what humane is i bought into that brainwashing so i really want to tell people dairy organic cage free grass fed certified humane um our species certified doesn't mean anything to the animals just put yourself in the animal's perspective face your victims just go to youtube and type in that industry's cruelty and see for yourself i think awareness is key every single day that we choose to be in our comfort zone into our um safe space the animals are getting butchered and murdered by the millions and that's not something we can afford so my first request is educate yourself if you are not vegan yet about what animals go through for your your shampoo your 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 chicken nuggets for for every food or product that you have consumed so awareness is key veganism is just about the animals so once you go vegan do not miss an opportunity to speak for the animals that don't be um forced into being uh don't don't be scared of labeling by non vegans or oh, pushy vegan um uh, oh there's the vegan how do you find out if somebody is a vegan they'll tell you so don't be um overshadowed by all of those branding that non vegans do be the vegan that the animals want you to be not the vegan that non vegans want you to be the quiet timid ones no that's that's what makes them feel good about themselves but remember every time you're silent the animals lose their strongest advocate